0: Welcome back to Knowing Me, Knowing You, Who. We're in part two of our engaging chat with Dave and Anthony, our maths maestros. We've got more fascinating insights lined up for today, so sit back and continue this educational adventure with us. Let's dive right back in. Um, Anthony, you were talking before about how you and Dave met. I was just wondering if you could share that story with us. <laughs>
1: okay then. Yeah, it was a yeah. While yeah ago. go on. There. Yeah, I, I, I can <laughs> help him a bit. Yeah, it was. It was to be honest, I, I've said a few times, that pretty much every funny experience I've ever had in, in you know, in, in in maths is somewhere related to Dave. Um, but um, I met Dave. Um, I was Rochdale's maths consultant. As I keep saying, we keep getting back to Rochdale. It was 2003, um, and this book arrived on my desk. Um, and just number fun with this. It looked, it looked really cool. It was really well, well designed. It was like Dave's, very like Dave's waistcoat, yeah, actually. It was yeah. very <laughs> like the original. Yeah, that the was. A, it <laughs> does. Oh, and it, and it, it, those characters, I think, were on that first ever yeah, number. No, they were. They yeah, were. That was the, the first ever number yeah, fun shake, book. Snake, snake. Um, and it came out, I, I didn't know. What it looked it with maths and music. It looked really good. Looks, it looked inside. saw these two CDs, one with the instrumental versions, the backing tracks, one with the actual songs on, and like a page of ideas and things. I thought, this looks pretty good. And I had a key stage one course the following week. And so I thought, I'll tell you what. I've never sung in front of an audience for, I'm not <laughs> intending to, so even though I do it all the time now, but at the time I'd never ever sang in front of, a, of an audience of teachers because that would have been, you know, so I thought, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll... Take this CD along, see what the Key Stage One teachers think of it. So I ran the morning, and at lunchtime I just put this CD on, and suddenly there was there was this song called "Dancing in the Sun" that came on, which I always called the ibiza dance anthem for early years. It's it's really cool. It's, it's this big flooding dance beat that comes on, and then you, there is one little flower dancing in the sun, it's like, and I put it, on, and I could just see the whole room going, "What's this?" And then what is this kind of? I, I said, "Oh, it's this resource that's arrived it's, it's called Number Fun." i I think I'm, gonna, I know I played a few others. There was. a yeah, there was um, Farmer Pete, Pete? who was who's the absolute classic character, Farmer Pete with his ten sheep. And, uh, and and I was like, this is this is just great. Someone's really put a lot of effort into this. Because at the time, myself and Lawrence were, were quite cynical about a lot of resources that came out. We just mm. thought they were bandwagon resources. This one wasn't. This was obviously some, someone who put a lot of time, a lot of passion, a lot of energy into this. And, and I just thought, well, I'm, I'm not singing yet. I thought, <laughs> well, uh, uh, and, uh, and I had day two of this course coming up a few weeks later, and I just... I just found Dave's number in the book and just gave him a ring and said absolutely love your resource uh, you know I, I think it's absolutely fantastic I'm going to start putting it on my courses and, and try and you know put it, there, put it there in the background but do you do any training and Dave said oh, yeah yeah he said I do a lot of training in York and he, I said well would you be willing to come to Rochdale and do something and so he said yeah I'd love to come along and, and so that was the first time we met so Dave came mm-hmm. over to the, the I think it was a village hotel in Rochdale I think it was uh, and I had about 30 year two teachers and once year one and two teachers uh, and my first experience of Dave's training was, was really enjoyable. That he dressed me up as a sheep and made me crawl along <laughs> in front of all the teachers. And he I was—he
2: was—he was very willing to sheep. I, I have to, to say be. It. I didn't, to, to didn't be, take much to be fair,
1: But I had to be the first. Yeah, I had to be the first <laughs> fir- yeah, fir- sheep. <laughs> yeah, in order to you know get any of the teachers to play the part of the sheep, he had me crawling across the village hotel floor playing the parts of a sheep as one well of Farmer Pete, while well, he was wandering around with Farmer Pete. Farmer Pete. That's <laughs> I Yeah, yeah, Pete's. Like, Pete. yeah and, and, and putting the accents on. So that that was my first experience of Dave about uh, I didn't meet him again until about 6 months later um, when he was in a school in Darwin uh, about 12 months later I'd moved from Rochdale and I was I was in a school um, in, in, in in Darwin uh, near Blackburn um, and I just heard that I've been doing some work at the school St James's and and they said Oh, we're getting we're getting your mate David. I said well, I've only met him once, but yeah. But um, and he said, "Why don't you come? And, why don't you come? And, why don't you come and watch?" Because it was a school I was supporting at the time, so I just came in to, to watch Dave do a, a day with the children. I thought I'm, something's going to happen. Yeah, of course, it did. So. I, <laughs> I end up playing the part of the decimal points. Yeah, uh, so, well, There's this is also kind And the decimal point of football with children jumping either side of me while while, <laughs> while they're doing this, this fantastic, you know, the digits jump song to show how decimal, you know, how digits digits move, not the decimal points. And mm. and I was I was the static decimal point while all these children in football shirts were jumping on either side. I just thought, I, I you know, I, I need to get to know Dave a bit more. And, and, and ever ever since then, we've you know, um whenever Dave writes any new songs, he kind of. Runs and by me. to ask, ask me what I think and we you know and, and any other ideas and what you know and and he, he's often saying you know what other songs should I write and so you know mm. I, I, I'll see a gap for some you know somewhere that we haven't got a song on this yet and you know so, and I think and what I love is that some of some of my favourite ideas I've ever done, as as actual maths activities, Dave has turned into songs. Mm. You know, there's certain songs on Number Fun that that you know started life as, a, as an activity I, that I I do in school. All the time I would love it. You know, like the um quadrilateral. All right, my mum. That one, I mean, that was, that was an activity. Four, four
2: sides will drive you. That one. Me. And, 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 and that was <laughs> yeah. one, I'm,
1: you know, um, yep. um, quad face, actually, quad face. Oh, Sorry, quad face. Quad
2: face, face. Oh, that's a different one. Quad yeah.
1: face, that was the one. So, quad, quad, quad face, face was an activity I've been doing face. in schools for so many years, right? And I thought, I would love that one to be turned into a song, and Dave turns yeah. it into a quad yeah. face song, so. Yeah, yeah.
2: and the, all the
1: yeah. visualizations to go with it, as a matter making it pictorial. Yeah, yeah.
2: Having fun with it. Yeah, mm, great. It brings, yeah. brings,
1: brings it to life, so. Yeah. There we are. We have a sp- we kind of spin off each other a lot yeah, though, we, we're we, sort of we, we, we have
2: a team now really in terms of creativity and yeah, um, end up doing I don't do any graphic design no I, <laughs> I tend to make some of his ideas come <laughs> into yeah, reality yeah, basically Yeah, this,
1: it was, it was even like the, the fraction chocolate I was like I'd really love some fra- I, I, I was going into a school like, a, few, a few weeks I said I would just love some a visual of, of chocolate that I could use and so Dave just gets on his computer uh, 20, 24, hours, 24 <laughs> <laughs> hours later I've got yeah. all this amazing fraction chocolate that, that I can use for multiplication division and and it's, I've been using it ever since. It's just a laminated resource that I printed off. But mm-hmm. I couldn't design it; it'd look ridiculous. But Dave's just so good at, you know, putting, you know, tur- tur- turning, t- turning my <laughs> mad ideas into really cool looking products. It's, you know,
0: it sounds like the King's chocolate bars. It,
1: it, yeah, it's been like that actually. It, it, yeah. We
0: talked about that one before.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think really the King's ridiculous. chocolate bars takes t- It's a lot. It's this is just chocolate that you can do stuff with. Dave's c- taking it to a, a new level with the King's Chocolate Bars with the different yeah. coloured wrappers and stuff like that yeah it's good that, that's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah with the Cuisinero <laughs> yeah with the Cuisinero because Cuisinero are the best resource for teaching fractions I, I mean yeah. I, I swear by them I, I love using Air in class because you can just see children children who previously didn't get fractions mm. you can see them in one lesson go from really really flaky understanding on fractions into Talking and using fractions language without ever writing anything down. I'll do a, I'll do a whole lesson We'll play with number rods. We'll use You know, We don't write a single thing down We just talk 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 fractions. Mm. They move fractions manipulate fractions. They're naming them all the time mm. They're making fractions. They're creating fractions. They've got these number rods in front of them I've got my giant giant foam number rods at the front that I'm using to make the bigger versions that they You know that, that, that they, they can see and that sort of thing. which is in effect what you're doing with the King, King's Chocolatwire lesson but, but what you've done there is each story, which, is, yeah, what I, which mean, is what I don't mm, do. Yeah. But I, I do. I use your stories a lot, and I, use, and I do create a load of stories of my own for various things. But that one, that's always been a lesson that I've done just with number rods. But now I see Dave's wild and I'm thinking I need to be doing that because that's, mm-hmm. that's 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 what I'm doing with the number rods, and the children are loving it. Imagine we've, next lesson, right? This lesson's going to be a story lesson, you know. Yeah. That, that, that's where I, it's a it's a fantastic lesson.
0: That's our year two fraction. Is yeah. yeah, yeah. Two year yeah.
1: two, yeah,
2: yeah. Year two fraction one, yeah. Which yeah. will also be linked
1: in, <laughs> the, description. <laughs> in the description. Another one. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a really good lesson. Okay. I, I mean, Dave showed me quite a few of the UHU lessons. I have had a look at them and the are the kind of the the next. I I would say they're the next level in maths lessons. The mm. the the sort of things that the, the the two of us definitely when we teach lessons, that's what we do. We we want to try and make the maths. Mm. What can we do to go from this being a quality, good, solid, understanding maths lesson into one that's got a little bit more, a little bit more buzz, a little bit more pizzazz. Mm. Um, and as I said, the, 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 the you, you who know, the, the lessons do that, don't they?
2: I, I like, yeah, that's one of the things I love about you is the fact that we're, we're not settling for sort of just an average a good, sort a good, a good of lesson. lesson. It's got to be the best. Mm. You know, want it to, be the re- to look really good. The anim- I, I love the animation side of things, the video side of things, the the quality of the thoughts behind it we're aiming high Certainly that's what I'm a bit of a perfectionist myself yeah. I just want it to be just the best it possibly can be and I hope that comes across
0: in the in the content and I think that's that's a big part of of you who were uh, sometimes we we'll get teachers asking oh can I have a full scheme of work and it's like oh we're not aiming no. for a full scheme no. we're trying to give you the tools for that for the difficult parts for you to adapt, to change, to be inspired of, because like mm. your year two fractions lesson isn't necessarily have to be just for year two. Oh no, 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 no the teacher no. can really take no. it, Absolutely. duplicate it, edit it for year three, for year four, or maybe even bringing it down towards year one. Well, it
1: can be decimalised easily. Yeah, know yeah. it can be decimalised for further up the school. This it, it, is the thing with it: with a, with a with a when you've got a quality starting point, mm. then you can you can just flick an adaptation, and suddenly that same lesson. I mean, there's less. Well, it's, it's very much like Dave's number fun songs. I mean. Uh, you know, I was in a school yesterday in Blackburn teaching a, a whole lesson on different multiplication strategies, and one mm. of them we used was manipulate the calculation, which is which is one of Dave's songs that he's created for showing children that again something that's it's something way back from the National Numeracy Strategy days that you write on the you write on the board something like I don't know f- um, thirty five times fourteen. said mm. uh, 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 forty five times fourteen. That's the children. You know, what's the quickest way to do that? And in the National Numeracy Strategy. It would have been you double one number and you have the other number and the product remains the same. So, so you double 45 to get 90. You half eight, to, you know, you you half your 16 to get 8, and you end up with 90 times 8. And it's wow. So 45, you know, whatever it was, I think it was 45 times 14. So 45 times 14 becomes 90 times 7. And children used to love love that the doubling and halving strategy, which is yeah. part of parts of what we do. Dave's turned that into manipulate the calculation, giving it a whole lot of context. With with with, there's a treasure chest, isn't it? Yeah, treasure chest with tre- the visualization. So you know, yeah. so you've got so you've got you know, you've got treasure chest with money, and and and, and so when the children see a visual of how forty five times fourteen becomes ninety times you know ninety times seven, it 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 stands out. They're they're actually they're actually seeing the whole mm-hmm. thing in action, and, and it it adds an extra element to, and it's like the while and, and that same lesson can be done further down the school with much smaller mm-hmm. numbers. Yeah. And, and And the same com- the same concept can definitely be done with it and you know and, and that's for it with with all of these you, you can take a good solid lesson, give it some fun give it and i give it a bit mm. of story, and then let's see where we can go with it and and a lot of a lot of th- those wild lessons will do that
2: I think so i think that's that illustrates the journey that I've been on yeah. actually mm. over the years because when when Anthony first met. Number fun is because when I first it just, published it was just, it was just book, fun songs. Two thousand and three, yeah. it was like I, what I've done is I've taken, tried to take a mathematical concept and thought, what can I write for this to help children grasp it? So Farmer Pete is the classic example because hmm. he's got ten sheep and he keeps losing them one by one. Oh dear, said Pete, where are my sheep? There's four here in the pen, four are safe and six have gone. Four add six makes ten, and he loses. Oh dear, and he uses another one. So, that, but that it was very much an auditory thing. Hmm. And I think there is real power in having song. We remember things through song. Because I, but like the Ky, I call it the Kylie Minogue pro- approach, because I just can't get you out of my head. You don't look and, like Kylie no, no. Sorry. Okay. So, <laughs> so music just gets in our brain. It's a powerful it tool for engagement. We remember things by it. And, and music is very much part of our everyday life. So there's, there's, sort of, there's power in having a song song. But what Anthony's describing is now where we've got to with that. So since two thousand eighteen I've been taking the songs, but they've been very much thinking, what's the visualization? What's the animation that goes behind it? So what Anthony's describing there wasn't just a song, it was a video with yeah. with the characters and the and the, the manipulatives moving and the images of the base ten materials or in his case there the the money chests changing and adapting such that we we get in the auditory stimulation and the, mm. and the power of the song but we've also got the story and the characters and the visualizations that 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 help just develop that deep conceptual understanding mm. so i think number has well, been a success for 20 years initially because it was so new and fresh in terms of the yeah. songs but now we're on a whole new level mm. of of helping to h- develop those conceptual understanding of those, of those things so in in the Uh, all the wow lessons and we've put at least one or two number Mm. fun videos in there haven't we as as, as sort of tools at the heart of the lesson to help well, to to model how they
0: those can be a fantastic tool for helping children learn Mm. so at the time of recording we're in we're in may yeah so the in the next coming months we're going to be having lots of uh, uh well soon to be teachers applying for PGCs, BEds, and also you'll be getting your student teachers actually yeah. going into becoming uh, an ECT. I have to stop myself calling it NQT. Yeah, <laughs> <I> not <know. laughs> <it's> like, okay. <laughs> it? Uh, it, it? But bearing like that in mind, where we've got quite a few teachers who maybe change it, might be even more experienced teachers taking a different year group, where they might have taught Year Five for a long time, moving to Year Four or moving to Year Three, and so on. I mean, what would be? both of your like pieces of piece of advice, that like one piece of, of advice for a teacher in a, you probably think, a new think, class. If you can get
1: one piece of advice for me. <laughs> 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 you might have spurious sub
2: points. Uh, 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 yeah.
1: I can give you 26 pieces. You, know. uh, <laughs> you go first, Dave, go on. Um Otherwise I'll start oh, gosh, talking.
2: There's so many things today. I think you don't, don't want to be, don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm. I think there's, because there's, in a school is a, there's so many people around and, you, and many of them will have had experience of doing what you're going to do. So if if you come up with a concept that you're not sure about how to teach, I just ask for help mm. and support. I think that, that, that would be definitely be a top tip. Um, we talked about, Anthony and I chatted about this but earlier on, we knew you were going to ask that question. It's about <laughs> being being open-minded mm. and I think just being willing to just take it, learn wherever you can. But I suppose that we be make it fun just love your mathematics so look look out for opportunities because children are going to learn in fact there was a quote of, a quote that i've used on my training before uh, don pike maybe an american he said children learn in, in direct relation to how much fun they're having that's what he said you think? are we going to make our lessons yeah. fun and engaging and and the danger is that if, particularly if math isn't our subject that we can come to it with that, that naturally, if you like, we can come to it with fear and uncertainty. Yeah. And that's just going to engage think... that, engender that in the children you're teaching. So have fun.
1: We had a talk Get about this help. this morning because we, we, we said a lot of people, teachers as well, we talk, we're talking, I'd, and I'm, I don't think I'm joking if I was to say about a third of the adult population in the UK have maths phobia. Mm. They, they'll say, I couldn't do maths at school, I didn't like maths, I hated maths. If I'm running a parents' evening, you can see half the people coming in are really wary in case I ask them a question. <laughs> they wouldn't be worried if they were going a reading meeting or anywhere else, but they come into a, they come into a parents' meeting on maths and they, they'll come in, don't ask me questions, don't ask me any questions, I couldn't do maths. And there's this real... I can't do maths thing, and it, and it really it all goes down. To, and I always say, of course you can do maths. Can you, you know if, if you can learn, you can learn maths. The reason you, the reason you, you couldn't do maths, in your own opinion, is because of the way you were taught. You weren't taught in a way that appealed to your sense to your learning style. It, it it was taught maths was always taught in a very rigid, structured way. It, you know, when I was at school, I, it was taught. This is how you do it. This is the way to do it. If you follow this instruction. You'll get your ticket at the end. That's not how math should be taught. You know, mm. the, 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 yes, there are ways that you can use that will get the right answer all the time, like your column methods. Mm. But what what you need to see is is you know how else can we do things and and, and can math be opened up? Like Dave said about being open-minded. And and um, I was talking to Dave this morning about um a, a, a consultant I used to work with that always used to say she'd have the phrase in her head if, if if I can't learn the way you teach, can you teach the way I learn? That's what the children are saying to teach. You know, I can't say I can't learn the way you teach. Can you teach the way I learn, please? And I said to people, if, 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 you know, at the end of a parent's meeting of an hour, people are coming up and going, I wish I'd been taught, I wish I'd been taught maths. Like that. If I'd been taught maths like that at school, I'd have got it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have underst- I would've, I would've understood it. And all we're doing is showing them th- fun things. We're showing them visual imagery. We're showing them what maths looks like rather than just how to do it. Very rarely in a, in a day or an Anthony training session, you don't see us doing that much writing on a board, do you? Mm-hmm. We do at points. <clears throat> But but we talk and we discuss and we look and we visualize and then at some point we'll go we'll, we'll, we'll write something Into down. Mm. But, but don't start with the abstract. And I'm I'm thinking and I'm going to tell a little story now that will probably go on for a while. Because so <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just thinking. But I'm thinking back to because some of the stuff. I, I mean, I'm a massive advocate of the early national numeracy strategy of the of the mental maths approach of the sense of number of the way that it really helped the, the whole nation become numerate. But there are certain things that that that, that it didn't do. It didn't do much on visualization. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it, taught, it it showed people things in a certain way. And I think back now and think, there's some things that I used to do that I thought was good teaching that wasn't. Uh, and the one that jumps out is the 100 square. And, I, you know, the, the 100 square, which is still an image that we use a lot, it's a really good image, it's a brilliant image that shows the, the number system in a certain structure in, in sections of 10. And I remember we used to do activities with children, and we would say, can you find 32? Can you find 47? Can you find 96? And, they'd be, and you could see them hunting around the 100 square to try and find where the... And all they were looking for when I said find 32 was a 3 and a 2. They, they had no sense of what 32 was. They had no sense of how the 100 square was structured. They were just looking for a 3 and a 2. And eventually they realised that the smaller numbers were towards the top and and, and so on. Totally, changed. And, and then what we used to do as a, a kind of extension activity is we'd we, we go to a blank 100 square. and we're On a blank 100 square, now find 32, and, and and that was your extension activity. Whereas nowadays, that's, that was totally the wrong way around. The children need to start with operators... You need to start with multi-link cubes now multi-link cubes luckily are exactly the same size as blank hundred squares and if you get three <laughs> three tens of multi-link cubes they're all stuck together and you put you know you make 32 so they know it's 32 10 20 30 they've got three te- three tens of multi-link and a two and then you put them on 100 square you'll find they're in exactly the same position and the number 32 will be in that slot spot on a- i remember doing that with a group of kids we're, oh. so. What used to be the extension activity is now the main activity, and then the final activity is turn it over and look at the numbers <laughs> to see if we're in the same place. We, go abs- we should go abstract last, not first. Mm-hmm. We should start with what 32 is, three tens and two ones. Then what does it look like in a kind of pictorial version we put it on a hundred square, and this is where it is. And I, I, The first time I did that, I could see the difference it made. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I turned the hundred square over and say, where's 32, and they should just looked directly in the right place because they now know where it's going to be on a 100 square because they've built it, they've mm. created it. They know 97's down near the bottom now, they know 50's over there, they know th- you know 75's going to be that, because they know where it's going to be because they've made it first, put it onto a blank 100 square and then gone onto the abstract at the end. And I and that was I stuck in my head every since. Oh, I, I did some really bad lessons with it. You know, at the start, <laughs> when I was a first first in maths consults because I was just look asking children to find something that they didn't really understand.
2: Mm. So, so you, what you're talking about there is adopting some of the more recent yeah, pedagogy. Yeah, pedagogy and, and applying it, is it a to things. That, yeah, so mastery, mastery approach. Yeah. Effectively, so you're thinking a Bruner's theory of the concrete yeah. going through the representations of the concrete resources, then concrete materials, pictorial representations to understand the abstract. Yeah, it's absolutely. That it's
1: that journey, which which the Numeracy Strategy didn't do. It, no. it did some unbelievably good things in in mental maths and strategies and counting and mental and oral starters and games and playing with number. But it wasn't particularly strong on on visualization of the maths.
2: And I I think for some some teachers, are you talking about new teachers or coming to a new area? It's a matter of finding out how do you do that in your year group? Mm. What is appropriate? What concrete resources can I use in year five? if I'm not used to teaching if I've already appropriate so it's part of that journey and and maybe for some of us who, who are maybe we've qualified as a teacher now um, and we we were at school a little while ago you know so sort of late during the teaching fresh and later on we're looking back at our teaching our time when we were taught and it would have been very abstract really. yeah, yeah, well, we wouldn't, it, yeah. wouldn't have had that experience so we're, we, we're going to go need to go on a bit of a journey with that but um, yeah there's another, I've got another thought that I can't remember oh oh uh, Come back to in a moment. I've got I've got I've got a I've got another one coming, it's in here somewhere. This is a short one though, so on don't then, worry. Okay, it's a
1: short one. You, you know it's not. But no, uh, <laughs> no probably this one will be. Um don't stick rigidly to schemes of work. Because you're gonna go into a school and there's lots of schemes of work up and down the country. There's certain ones that are you know that are you being used a lot and they've got loads of good stuff in there. You know, there's lots of schemes that have been created for the current curriculum that are, you know, really well put together, lots of stuff in them you know and, and so on but if you stick to a scheme of work then you're not leading the planning the scheme of work is mm. and and to me as a teacher you should lead your own planning and draw upon lots of different <laughs> resources like like you were saying that you know the, the, the you know the wow lessons build on what's already there or they can take the place of something that's already there mm. you know they're not, a, they're not a, they, they they give a different way or a, a better way to teach complicated concepts and and if all you're doing is following a scheme of work that's, that's been put in front of you I've never, in twenty odd years of teaching, apart from my first every year, I've never used the scheme of work, mm. ever. I've always designed my own maths lessons. Now I'm, I know that a lot of people aren't maths specialists or mm. haven't got the time. You've got to teach ten other subjects, so you do need other things. You know, wherever you get them from, whether it's from, you know, online or from other places. Which and most schools have got things in place that support the teachers in planning. Absolutely agree with that. You need something to support your planning because you've got ten subjects to plan for but as a you know as a teacher you you, you know to get this if you, if you if you stick to a scheme, you know a, pu- a published scheme of work that's out there you're not going to be able to use an abacus like the abacus I've got here that I <laughs> use and all the lessons that I, I love this it's, and I constantly use this it's one of my favorite resources in the world you won't be using number odds very often because they don't appear very much you won't be using Dave's number for songs because they're not in any scheme of work mm. you know you, 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 you're not going to be able to you won't be teaching In the most creative way that you can, Mm. but let's have them there and draw 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 different things from different places, in order to make the best possible choices for your lessons.
2: Mm. I remember my thought. (laughs) My thought is was don't be afraid of teaching mathematics if you struggled when you were
1: at school. Mm Yeah, yeah, because
2: because. Some of us come to the teaching of mathematics thinking, "I was hopeless. I found it so hard." But actually, some of the best maths teachers—maybe yeah. you're an example of this,
0: Anthony—struggled
2: <laughs> 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 in maths when they were at school. But actually, when as you be, take on a, a role as a teacher, or you begin your teaching profession, or take on new new year groups, you learn the mathematics with the children. And I, I was chatting last last week. I was in a school, um, somewhere. I can't remember where it was, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, at the um, uh, the 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 maths lead was really good when I walked in and I was, I was looking and helping to a bit of an audit of the school that day and and the meeting we had at the beginning of the day I thought my goodness me you know what you're talking about it, she was so yeah. impressive but and and she presented me e- the evidence of what she gathered I thought you really know what you're doing and she said to me I, d- I really struggled at school <laughs> being a maths mm-hmm. teacher but she learnt to love it as she as she as she taught using the concrete resources and 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 the, the mastery approach we've now got, and she's gone through a teaching career like that. She's grown to love it and become yeah. really clear in her teaching, and obviously doing a great job. So mm-hmm. you think So sometimes we can come and think, oh, I'm not really a maths teacher, but actually you can, you can, can be you a can brilliant a, maths teacher,
1: especially at primary level. Because in effect, I know that this we are training teachers to teach maths up to the age of eleven. Mm. You know, it's eleven year old maths. That's what we're aiming to get. So everybody in the teaching profession should be able to teach maths to an 11 year old if they've been if they've looked and and really you know and and seen the ways the ways that it can be taught that aren't the same as they were taught at school and and it's it's I know I know I know a friend of mine back back at home who started life as a teacher who trained as an early years teacher because she did not want to do maths any higher up than early years she's now the subject leader in teaching in year six and, she, and she's a really good teacher, and 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 she started off absolutely petrified of maths, and now she knows it inside and out and back to front. She struggled in maths her entire life, didn't, and that's why she, she started in early years because I don't want to, do, I don't even want to do Key Stage One maths because I'm, I'm scared I'll mess it up. Hmm. And now she's leading the subject in the school and doing a, you know, an absolutely cracking job of it. So it, it, everybody can do it. I know. Yeah. So I mean, it's my job and it's my love and it's my life now. But you know, I, I never had any any passion about maths until I started teaching and went on this training, and, and now it's. It's you know it's amazing. I could always do it. I could, I could get the ticket, get the right answer, but without any real understanding. I was just following procedures and methods because I had a good memory. My maths was memory based. I've got a good memory. I memorised what to do, and therefore I got through my GCSEs no problem. But it was all mm. memory. It was just memory. And I always thought if I didn't have a good memory, I wouldn't have been able to do it because mm. I wouldn't have memorised the methods. And that was it. And now you know, memory is important, but it's a lot more to mass You know, understanding is more important. You know, mm. and. Um, I'm going back to my, the first Singapore math training I went on. Went with Dave was there, same day as me. We we, we we both went on our first day of Singapore math training together it, did, a, a, did, a, a, it, yeah. a long, long time ago. And the guy at the front, uh, he said, um, he said, you know, in the schools he went to, he said, in the UK, we're obsessed with getting it right. We're obsessed with the right answer. We're obsessed with how do I do it? What can I do to get it right? And uh, he, he said, in Singapore, it's, uh, and where he was teaching, it's much more about, do I understand? Hmm. You teach the children to get it right, We teach, we teach the children to understand. And because they understand as a byproduct of understanding, guess what? They get it correct. Hmm. But they also understand what they're doing. He said, so you can either teach them to get it right with no understanding and they get the tick, or you teach them to understand what they're doing. They understand what they're doing. They find it much easier. And they're bound to get the tick because they understand what they're doing. And it's that thing, you know, it's a, getting the correct answer is a byproduct of understanding. It. That st- stuck in my head from that guy when he said that. I was like, wow, that's a profound quote, that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> use it ever since, pretend it's mine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So my my final question now is about experiences in the classroom, and what I want to know is what what's your funniest moment with a pupil, like in a lesson or in school, in that kind of well, environment. I
1: was, yeah, I I, I I quite a lot of my funny moments in in in, in teaching maths involve number fun songs in some ways. Um, <laughs> the other others don't. I mean, what I what I love is I, I love being the I love being the one that makes the mistake for the children, and they absolutely love it when I make a mistake, and I, you know, so so I, so I'll be. You know doing doing calculations and, and deliberately doing them wrong and they're and they're always like, you know and, and th- th- that sort of thing you can get you know, so they have such, such a laugh when i do something daft in in in, in class or make a mistake or the you other know, so you know, It happens quite a lot then. all the time yeah all the time yeah <laughs> uh obviously deliberate mistakes oh um, yeah, yeah 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 um unlike what's uh, <laughs> There was um, even things even a few weeks ago. Um, this wasn't a mistake one, but this was um, me being completely surprised at the fact you can make numbers in different ways. So I was I was doing a, I was doing a year one lesson. I've got these little cards that I show them with with them um, with kind of numbers in a tens frame, but but represented in different ways. So I was showing them one that had three in one corner and three in the other, and they were, "What's that number?" And they went, six! Show me. so they go, three oh, wow. you, you see the three at the one side and three at the other, you've three and three makes six and then you'll show the different tens for him and, uh, and I'll say, well, let's see what this new number is and then and, 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 and there'll and be five on the top and one underneath and they're going, six? I'm going, how can it be six? You just told, you just told me three and three was six and, 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 and then and they're going, but five and one is, I it can't both be six and they start, and they get, and they start, <laughs> you really they're both six and, and then the next one has got two two and two on and, and, and i go oh don't worry we've got a different number this time i'll show them the next one and there's two, two. And, then, and, then, and then they go ah, six I go, no way it's not six, it's not six again it's, it's definitely not six it can't be six i said you've just shown me that twice yeah, and then obviously the fourth card has got four and two on and by then I'm just going, this is ridiculous. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm like turning my ear and I'm about to walk out, walk out the room and they're going, yeah, it's still six. Going, you can and it's that that makes them realise that, you know, you can make numbers in loads of different ways. Yeah.
2: We all, we all that we have those moments, don't we, yeah. when we're teaching and children will say something really, really yeah. funny yeah. and those are the yeah. creasing up moments. But you never remember those. I can't remember, them, remember, no, no, can't remember no. those. Yeah. No, but I love it when, just when there's a smile on your face, it's a good question yeah. to ask because we want fun, don't we?
0: Yeah. And enjoyment.
2: And sometimes the children themselves provide the yeah.
0: enjoyment, don't they? It's when you don't expect it, because I, yeah. I had an experience similar to that where I'd get kids picking on me if I was making a mistake. Yeah. But uh, so what I did with my class is that I said, right, if I make a mistake or you see something wrong, yeah. don't shout out, don't put your hand up, give me jazz hands like Yeah, that, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's great, yeah. And then... Um, I, I would, so we was doing some of our maths work, and I actually made a mistake, and I didn't realise it. So there, about, uh, yeah, milk, right <laughs> and they were all there like that, and I'm like, thinking, "What well, if I don't know?" English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that, yeah. <laughs> Trying to play the part of, "Oh no, something's wrong. Can yeah. someone show me?" And I'm like, I genuinely didn't have like an <laughs> <wrong." laughs> Don't forget that bells for us, not for you. I'd like to thank our guests, Dave Godfrey, thank you, and Anthony Reddy, thank you very much and thank you so much for joining us today Um, if you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast you can access it on yahoo.co.uk all you need to do is register it doesn't cost anything it's absolutely free Um, and don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite listening platform